Chauvin killed George Floyd by kneeling on his neck. Chauvin is in jail on a state murder conviction, and he also pleaded guilty to federal civil rights charges. A mostly white jury was selected last week. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes gracious in victory after leading the Chiefs to a 42-36 win over the Bills in yesterday's playoff game. It was, it was a great game to two great football teams, and at the end of the day, guys like Tyreek and Travis made the plays that, uh, that won, won us the game. Bucks lost to the Rams 30-27. to This is is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Colaguard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. New Zealand is reimposing the highest level of COVID restrictions after a cluster of nine Omicron cases showed community transmission. It's not a lockdown, according to New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Described as a red list, sweeping new restrictions have come into effect from mask wearing to limits at social gatherings to slow down the spread of Omicron. But the new measures have stopped New Zealand's top cricket players flying to Australia for a series of scheduled top-tiered events because they would not be allowed back home again. Scott Mayman for CBS News, Brisbane, Australia. A Broadway star is out. Harry, is Albus in danger? I think we all are. Producers say James Snyder, who plays a grown-up Harry and the cursed child, has been fired from the show after a female co-star complained about his behavior. No word on specifics, but he'd been suspended since the accusation was made in November. The woman has taken a leave of absence. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. Negative comments on the Internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the Internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com.
Are you a child care provider? Ever considered being a child care provider? Wanting to work from home and be your own boss? Athens County Child Care Unit can help you get started. Child care is essential to working families and the workforce shortage. Athens County is in desperate need of child care settings. Start your own business. Become a licensed family child care provider. Contact the child care unit at Ohio Means Jobs, Athens County, 510 West Union Street, or by calling 740-797-1405. At Pizza Cottage, they always use the finest ingredients, treat their customers and employees like family, and always give back to the community. From pizzas to subs, wings to pasta, they have everything for your family to enjoy. You can also book their party rooms and their food trip. Pizza Cottage has a new location at 951 East State Street for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery through door. So visit them today or visit their website, www.pizza-cottage.com. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Cars, Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Here at A Work of Heart, we are grateful for our customers and their loyalty. You have been a blessing to us, and we thank you again. 2021 was a challenge for us all. If you need a positive influence for the coming year, Come into our store for a new spring flag or rug. We have the best selection of flags in the Mid-Ohio Valley. We have beautiful framed art made in Pennsylvania and Indiana. Many of our pieces of art have been painted and designed by our local artist, D. Jones. Our inspirational routed signs have been made in Indiana and West Virginia. If you need some new decor for your cabin or ski lodge, we have just what you need. Bear, deer, eagles, moose, wolves, horses, cows, roosters, chickens, pigs, goats, turkeys, dogs, cats, bunnies, ducks, and so much more. You can find it all at a work of heart in Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia. And find us on Facebook or at a workofheart.biz. Your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105 flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies Stock Market Report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. I-N-E-P-T E-M-F-T Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your inept tech football team in action this past weekend again against Double Dakota Tech. That's right, DDT, them boys, Coach Robinson, still working the bugs out of their program. Well, I was wondering what kind of game was it? 
Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we played a fine ball game. The boys went out and played a real fine game on offense and a real fine game on defense, and especially the special teams played a real fine ball game. Of course, DDT, even though they're still working the bugs out of their program, they give us a fine ball game, Coach Robinson and his boys. So what? All the fans who came out to see the game scene when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. It was a conference ball game, and I know you were looking to pick up your first conference win of the season. That's right. This is the start of our conference race, the stretch run, and uh, we are optimistic about winning and being in the struggle for the conference title this year. Were you able to even up your conference record with a win on the ball game Saturday night? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we, we come out of it. Uh, we now 0-6 and six and 0-2 uh, and two in the conference because uh, uh, we come up on the short end of a 39-4 and four score. But the score is not indicative of the way that we played. We played a whole lot better than what the score would indicate. And we'll be back to find out more about this ball game with Coach Turf. Right now, let's pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by something that would benefit the Art Turf Jalopy four-wheel drive. Four-wheel drive. Yeah. The one that was awarded to the radio announcer when he won the drawing. Oh, 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 oh. The one that runs on beer. Beer. <laughs> Coach Turf, your team dropped a 39-4 to decision to double Dakota Tech on Saturday night, but on the bright side, you did score as many points in that game as you had in the previous five games. Well, that's right. You know, we always looking for bright spots in the ball game. We did get ourselves four points. In fact, we even had the lead in that ball game. Uh, you know, we uh, were thinking back to the game the week before to, when we went to play Seashore State at their place, and they had that tremendous home field advantage. And I was thinking, well, boy, howdy, it'd be real nice if we had us a home field advantage like they did. So we put our thinking caps on, our coaching staffs and us. We took it upon ourselves to find a way to give us an advantage. And we come up with one. We decided what we was going to do, seeing how they, DDT was trying to work the bugs out of their program. We, we decided we was going to coat the football with a special treatment that was going to help us out. So we sprayed the football before the ball game started, and when we kicked off and they received the football and had the ball for the first play, they went to uh, hike the ball to their quarterback, Spider Stevens. He couldn't hold on to the football. He, there was something about that football, what we put on it, that he couldn't hang on to, and it was bombing around back into their end zone, and they fell on it. But, boy, how did we had ourselves a safety. And, and you led two to nothing at that point. And not only that, we got the lead. That's the first time we've been ahead all year. And, and, and we, we kept it going because when next time they had the football, same thing. They didn't get used to it. And, and, and we had ourselves another safety. It was four and zip. And I looked up on the scoreboard. It was four and zip. And we wasn't the zip. We was the four. Well, Coach, what would you say was the turning point in the game? Well, as long as they had the football, we was doing fine. So the uh, turning point of the ball game was when we got the football. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FNs. Ah, yes, 72 years. Right proud of it. Should be, I think. It's a Monday, folks.
as I was saying, it's a Monday, folks, January 24th, 2022. Kind of cloudy out there. But I think that's going to, I think the sun's going to open it up pretty quickly. And then I'll have to throttle down our blinds here. But, um, Mercy, this was kind of a wintry weekend, wasn't it? Whoops, let me turn your mic on. Yeah, there we go. Good morning. Yes, it was. Cold, snowy. Yeah, they had the highways in pretty good shape. Yeah, they were. But um, once you left the highways, it was um, definitely wintertime. Yeah, a little uh, snow covered and some... There were some icy patches on secondary roads, I too, su- so. I was surprised at the snow we got last year. Yeah, me too. A lot of the uh, schools were on two-hour delays, and we kept getting updates all morning long. Sure. You know, slowly coming in. Then everyone that was on a two-hour delay ended up closing. All Athens County schools were well, is that two-hour delays. Yeah, okay. And then uh, Alexander even had a bus plan. On theirs, and then they ended up closing, too. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of them, Meigs County, all on two-hour delays. And what's going on today? I mean, here, I saw something about tonight. It's going to be, like, ultra cold? Uh, It's going to go down to, what does that say, 17? Then tomorrow. Oh, that's not ultra cold. Tomorrow night, 6, Wednesday night, 1? There you go, yeah. But no mention of uh, precipitation of any kind, meaning in this type of weather, of course, snow. Yeah, except for today. Brian Hughes is saying we could see some snow showers throughout the day today, off and on. One one degree Wednesday. Yeah, for the low temperature. Wow. Yeah. Chilly. Mm, uh, And hot tamale. Yes, that sounds good for both. Good day for both of them. All right. Well, today is uh, January 24th. Let's get caught up on a couple things. Today is National Compliment Day. Um. <laughs> That's hard for you to do today. I turned around it? to see what I might compliment Scott on, and I think it's his haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't either. You can't compliment me today. I'm not wearing the best clothes. Um, no, we, it's not a fashion show. It's a, it's a warm and be comfortable day. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> National Compliment Day. That so as funny. you see different people uh, about, to, you know, as you're going about, think of what you might say to compliment. It's National Peanut Butter Day. My wife's all for that. And it's Beer Can Appreciation Day. <laughs> no. Really? Really. <laughs> I, I question that as well. Put it up there with Paperclip Day. and We've been so busy the last few days. Let's, <clears throat> let's see what yesterday was. Yesterday was National Pie Day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hard to complain about that one. And National Handwriting Day. 
Now, folks, as I've gotten older, I notice my handwriting has changed. And um, not for the better, (laughs) (laughs) but it has. (laughs) Okay, let's go back two days. So to Saturday. Saturday was National Celebration of Life Day. Okay. National Blonde Brownie Day. Any kind of brownie suits me. National Sanctity of Human Life Day. I like that. And National Fruitcake Toss Day. Yeah, get rid of those fruitcakes. Toss them out. Oh, I get it. I thought they meant like throw them like a football at each other. No, you could do that too. That might be uh, kind of hard, the, though. That traditional fruitcake has just never done anything. Me either. Okay. I just, mm, I've tried, tried, it, just tried. It tastes different. Uh, not for me. It tastes the same as it did last year. Yeah. And maybe, tasted, maybe it was a year ago. Yeah, and tasted it like it might be last year's cake. Like it had been on the shelf that long. <laughs> um... Yeah, and yet it's it, there is a certain tradition to it, which I wish we could shake. <laughs> yeah, I, I could do without the, the fruit in there. Is is it fruit? It, it tastes no, to me like uh, it's pl- plastic, like colored well, plastic. <laughs> isn't there a term for it, citron? Or I have no idea. It doesn't appeal to me, so I don't delve into it. Yeah. <laughs> and yet I wonder how it ever became such a yeah. tradition. Maybe, we can, maybe I can find something about that. All right, let's see here. On this day, historically speaking, in the year 41, it's a while ago, Claudius succeeds his nephew Caligula as the Roman emperor after the latter's assassination by officers of the Praetorian Guard. Boy, these these historical events always seem to include violence or murder or something like that. Beheadings or poisonings or revolutions that eliminate tons of people. Now we skip 1,800 years. In 1848, James Marshall finds gold in Sutter's Mill, that in Coloma, California. The beginning of the gold rush, right? I think so. 1857, the University of Calcutta, founded as the first full-fledged university in South Asia. 1899, rubber heel for boots or shoes patented by American Humphrey O'Sullivan. 1908, Lieutenant General Robert Baden-Powell publishes Scouting for Boys as a manual for self-instruction in outdoor skills and self-improvement. The book becomes the inspiration for the scouting movement. 
1984 Apple Computer Incorporated unveils its revolutionary Macintosh personal computer. That was my very first machine. And I had three of them. Not the same model, but I mean as they progressed, you know what I mean? Yep. Updated. Yeah. And I still liked it. I mean, I, I still thought it was terrific. Even though I've switched to... Let's see, not a Mac, but a... Apple? Well, no. I guess Hewitt-Packard. All right, let's see. Famous <clears throat> birthdays. Gustav Third. He was born in 1746 on this date. Died in 1792. Well, let's see if we can move on here with that. You may have to go to... Uh, the next one has getting a little feisty slowdown in the connection okay. to be able to That's research. Right. As you can tell, I'm buying time again. Okay. G-U-S-T-A-V. The third. The third. Um, Monarch of Sweden. Sweden? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I, he has a Swedish look to him. Okay, the next one is Marsha Tall... Let me make sure I can read this right. Is that an I or an L? Tall Chief. Tall Chief. Maria Tall Chief. Oh, Maria. Yeah. Um, She was born on this date in 1925, died in 2013. Spell the last name. Tall Chief. She was an American ballerina. She was considered America's first major prima ballerina. She was the first Native American to hold the rank and is said to have revolutionized ballet. Almost from birth, Tall Chief was involved in dance starting formal lessons at age three. The... um I mean, the, by the very picture of her, which is only a face shot, I would have immediately guessed ballerina. And I did not have any pre-knowledge. Okay, Sharon Tate. Um. Born in uh, this date in 1943, died in 1969. There was a story there, wasn't there? Yeah, as many may remember, she was one of the... F- Folks that were murdered by the Charles Manson family. Oh, yes. She was an American actress uh, married to Roman Polanski at the time. Uh, She was also a model. She played small television roles before appearing in films and regularly featured in fashion magazines as a model and cover girl. She was also expecting at the time of her death. Oh, wow. A double whammy. Yes. That's unfortunate. Yes. Uh, Either. Okay, well, let's see here. Famous birthdays. My wife, Pat, yesterday. How about that? Happy birthday to to you. you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 75th birthday yesterday. All right, now let's see here. Famous deaths. Caligula. Caligula who was born in 12 A.D., 
and died at the age of 41 A.D. Not the age, but rather the year 41 A.D. So does that mean she made it to 29 years of age? Um, 12 to 41. Yep, that's what that means. Wow. Assassinated. Oh, there we go. Well, Formerly known as Gaius was the third Roman emperor, ruling from 37 to 41. We got a lot of 41 stuff here this morning. The son of the popular Roman general Germanicus and Augustus's granddaughter Agrippina the Elder Caligula was born into the first ruling family of the Roman Empire, conventionally known as the Julio-Claudian Dynasty. A remembrance of that name okay. on the lips of everyone today. So, forgive me here. Was Caligula a male or a female? Male. Okay. The son of the popular nice. Roman general. Okay. Germanicus. She is or he is often remembered as a selfish and capricious ruler whose ineptitude weakened the Roman Empire during his four year reign and he set in motion the conquest of what we now know as Britain. Uh, the final name again uh, among the death category Winston Churchill. He died on this date in 1965. By the way, he was born in 1874. And uh, pretty cool guy. Yeah, of course. We know him as a former prime minister of the United Kingdom. Served uh, from 1940 to 45 during the Second World War. And I didn't know this, but he served again from 1951 to 1955. And he was one time captured by the German Empire, the Nazis, during World War II. And I believe he may have been like a, some type of a journalist at the time and managed to escape. Uh, he was on a train of prisoners, and uh, when they got to wherever they were going, he managed to escape and made it back to Britain as a young man. Here I found another reference to uh, this date of January 24th, and I think I mentioned this in an earlier blurb. Although in that blurb it said 1848, but they mean on this date in 1848, the California Gold Rush began. Very cool. Okay. Um... Now, here we go. Why did fruitcake become a holiday tradition? Inquiring minds want to know. Probably because it didn't spoil quickly. According to the New York Times, fruitcake dates back to a food enjoyed by ancient Romans called satura, a mix of barley, pomegranate seeds, nuts, and raisins held together with honey. Some speculate that this dish was invented as a way to preserve fruit. Hmm. <laughs> so here, preserve it all year and eat it at Christmas. <laughs> Scares me. Me too. The tradition of eating fruitcake around the holidays 
stemmed from the British tradition when the dessert was sometimes called Christmas cake or plum cake. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> I'm looking at a picture of it. Yeah, I want to move on. <laughs> it's not doing me any favors. Me either. Okay, so this is kind of trivia stuff here. Which TV family first appeared as a cartoon in a magazine in 1938? Now, here are your choices. There's four choices. The Flintstones, the Munsters, the Jetsons, or the, or the Adams Family. This is a quiz. Mm, 1938? Yes. I'm going to guess the Adams Family. That's one I remember from way back being in black and white. Well, I guessed wrong. You guessed right. Ding, ding, ding. Way to go, Scott. Now, let's see what the public said. 39% answered the correct answer, as you did. The Adams Family. I I, I I picked the Munsters, and I had the lowest grade, 10%, agreed with me. By the way, uh, next was the Jetsons, and then the Flintstones had 35%. But you got it right. Well, I eliminated the Flintstones and the Jetsons immediately. Well, yeah, I did the Jetsons because Jetson. Well, anyway. So they go on. The Adams Family is a fictional family created by cartoonist Charles Adams with two Ds. They originally appeared as a series in a single panel, as a series of single panel cartoons published in the New Yorker. Between 1938 and Adam's death, which was in 1988. However, in 1964, ABC created the Adams Family television series based on the Charles Adams cartoon characters. The series was shot in black and white and aired for two seasons. They have since been adapted to other media, including films, video games, and a musical even. The Adams Family characters have included Gomez, Morticia, Uncle Fester, Lurch, Grandmama, <laughs> Wednesday, Pugsley, and Thing. You got it right, man. Cool. I got it wrong. I have a story this morning. It says, Ohio has the eighth lowest job resignation rate in the United States. Now, through this whole COVID mess, and we're still dealing with it, there has been in my mind, an oddity of people resigning jobs. 
even good jobs. And I'm not sure what I can link it on or what the economists would link it to. Maybe that's not important at the moment. Let's just look at this report. With Americans quitting their jobs at record rates during the so-called Great Resignation, Wallet Hub Today released its report on 2022's states with the highest job resignation rates, along with um, expert uh, commentary and so on. Now, I did not bring in the full report. Uh, maybe I should do so tomorrow. But Wallet Hub ranked the 50 states and the District of Columbia based on how frequently people are leaving their places of employment. Below are some highlights from this report. Um, so Ohio, job resignation stat. Resignation rate during the latest month, 2.1%. Resignation rate during the past 12 months, 2.6%. Overall rank, 8th lowest in the country. Now, if I had if I had had more time this morning, I could have pulled up the full report because what I'd like to see is what state has the highest and what percentage it was, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll try to get to that tomorrow. Um, but what are the main factors that are influencing this shift in the labor force? Well, a lot is going on. Many who were close to or at retirement age may have simply retired early. Said, yeah, now's the time. Let's do it, right? The stock market and the 401ks are way up. And it incented a lot to simply remain out of the workplace. So why not? Activate their retirement plans early. And that is not necessarily a bad thing, as this dynamic creates more mid- and entry-level openings. Also, the pandemic and changes to migration policy have restricted the labor pool. But a lot of what I am seeing is that So many employees are considering how they were treated by employers during the past few years and have decided to seek out more supportive places, workplaces, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that's from a a professor at (laughs) Dickinson University. I've got more here, but we do have a caller, so let me... um, I don't, didn't want them to have to wait any longer. Good morning. You're on the air. It's not good for you to make me wait, sir. Yes, sir. I get it. Had I known hey. it was you, I would have even uh, worked harder. Hey, I haven't had a chance to listen to the show up to this point, so if I'm just messing up stuff, just 
just say goodbye, JW. That's fine. Um, <laughs> goodbye, uh, JW. I, uh, okay. No, Next no, no. Time. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I was joking. Uh, but uh, I don't know the topic you're talking about, but have you guys talked about the Bengals at all? Not yet. We're about to. Oh, my God. What's well, I tell you? you what, we'll move it Could right. have been the whole damn show, buddy. Oh, my We're waiting God. for you to call. Buddy, Let's do it right now, know, Scott. I just don't know if people yeah. understand the significance okay. exactly. of that team and that young man from Athens. Scott, exactly. I'm giving you the first shot. Do our sports update. Oh. And then, uh, um, okay. J- JW, join in. Cincinnati Bengals have won playoff game number two in the divisional round. An exciting finish there. And uh, once again, Joe Burrow leads the comeback for a win. As the time expired in the game, the Bengals kicked a winning field goal. Evan McPherson has been perfect in both playoff games. And I think it was like a 52-yard field goal. Joe Burrow said he heard Evan McPherson running out onto the field before he kicked that game winner from such a long distance, saying, let's go, guys. We're going to the AFC Championship game next week. Before he even kicked that, that's the kind of confidence that kid has. Yeah, I heard it was some quote like, I've got this. Yeah, he's got this, and we're going to the AFC yeah. Championship. Yep. However, that didn't look like it was going to happen with Tennessee driving down the field toward the end of the game, but the Bengals had a clutch interception that gave them the ball back with less than a minute. Joe Burrow finds Jamar Chase on a long gainer to get them into field goal range. Uh, they kicked it. They win the game. And uh, as J.W. said, it is significant for what is going on because nobody thought the Bengals would be in the AFC Championship game this year. No, J- J- except, except Bengals fans. Let me finish here. Okay. Joe Burrow and everyone inside that Bengals locker room. J.W., my wife, I've never known her to be completely swept up in a sports event until this has happened. She is nuts about it. Um, You know her well. Absolutely. Um, It is so fun to have her excited about this. And I'm excited, of course, because the local thing. Um, Okay, your turn. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Man, I just I don't even I don't even know what I mean <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Well, you're probably right, Scott, about maybe Joe Burrow and the Bengals players, but I called your sports show and I think it was the third week of the season, maybe third or fourth. Actually after my Bears had beat Cincinnati, which I they didn't deserve to beat them either. But I called him and I said to them, I'm going to call them tonight if they're wrong, I said to them, this is not your father's Bengals team. I said, this is not. I said, you should look at this team very, very differently. Did I think they'd go this far? Probably not. Am I surprised? No. Nope. I really am not. I, 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 now, that was a significant win on uh, Saturday against Tennessee. That. Rested team, two weeks rest, got Derrick Henry back. I mean, that that's uh, – and I think the, the defense of that team, the way they – see, all of that feeds off Joe. Now, I know people – the media doesn't want to 
I can still feel them reluctant. They were talking about last night. We're going to see Josh Allen and um, and Patrick duel it out for years and years. And then the other guy said, "Don't forget about Joe." I'm like, "Yeah." Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you got two great quarterbacks in the AFC, but they still don't want to give it to Joe. And I'm telling you, every aspect of that team starts with and ends with him. That defense believes because he gives them a chance to believe. Mm-hmm. And they just believe if we get the ball, that kid will do something with it. Yep, that's right. It's unbelievable. Yep. And I don't want the Cincinnati fans or the active fans to, to forget uh, Scott's significance is, too, is not strong enough word. I don't even know a word to describe what that man is doing this year with that team. I don't oh, have the word. Off the charts, impressive. I don't. I don't have the word. Yeah, I, same. I, I don't want anybody to ever forget it. I, I, I could... suspect, and I don't think this is a one and done year. I think what he's doing, if they do it right in that. He will be there year after year after year. Totally agreed on that one. Take it to the next game. You know, they beat Kansas City. I think Kansas City overlooked them. Uh, It's going to be an interesting game. When you play a team, you know, you know things and you learn things. The thing that bothers me is that that guy in Kansas City, the coach, his play calling is amazing. And I don't know if the Bengals have enough defense to stop his play calling. I, I got to give it to him. Uh, I, I know Joe will show up. I, I just don't know if the defense can do it one more, one more time. That's okay. what I think. Okay. Yeah, I just don't know if they can. Yeah, they're missing uh, Larry Ogunjobi, who was out uh, after the uh, first playoff game. Right. One of their defensive linemen. He was instrumental right. on that defensive line this year, and he's gone for the playoffs. But they had guys step up that they I agree. didn't expect. I agree. To step up. Three interceptions. Yeah. yeah I agree. That, I agree. That helps. But yeah. that Kansas City, did you see that play calling, Scott? The, oh, yeah. Those, that Kelsey and that <laughs> those guys, man, I, that that scheme is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're good. But, uh, you know, something else impressive, we'll throw this in the impressive category. For Joe Burr and the Bengals to go to Tennessee, the number one seed on their field, in their stadium, right, and to come out of there with a win. Um, I don't know if you heard Joe's comments after the game, but he said even when Tennessee had the ball and they were driving there yeah. within uh, the last minute and a half of the game yeah. before the Bengals intercepted, he said he fully expected to get the ball back whether Tennessee scored or not. Well, you got to have that attitude, and I love yeah. it. I just love it. Yeah, I, that's uh, did you, what? Did, what? Did you have that chase? Yeah. What a connection. Oh, yeah. My goodness. I mean, that was as smooth as silk, that last pass to get them into field goal range. I mean, But, but Jamar... their connection is beyond that. Oh, yeah. It's yes. like they read each other's minds. That yeah. I thought that was just a college thing with them. To bring that to the pros, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Well, like you said, that's the effect that Joe has on not only the offense, but the defense, too. 
uh, to know that they're always going to be in a game. No matter. He won't be sacked as much because Kansas City doesn't have that kind of line. But oh they've got to protect that, oh, kid, that man. They've got to protect him. He they've got to. Yes. They spent all that money on defense. They've got to bring in one or two top-notch linemen next year, period, hands down. Yeah, That's, that's got to be the focus. He went down one time in the game Saturday, and it was his right leg that uh, looked like it may have hyperextended just a bit. But, you know, you those – you Those, can't get hit like yeah, that. Oh. You got you got to take that's your that's your life. That's yes. your life. Yes, that's and the you franchise. Can't, you can't be doing okay, that. so that's, the next game is when Sunday. Both games are Sunday. I think we play at three. Yes, three o'clock. Yeah. And, the, and the later one is the other. Right. Yeah. And Dave, I'm coming over to your house, sit with your wife. Yeah. I'm bringing my wine. <laughs> Help which will make me louder and more raucous. Yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> baby. You would be extremely welcome. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's just a, I'm so. Uh, I'm, just, just know we like sweet wines. Me too. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. I like sweet wine too, buddy. Okay. <laughs> but just, uh, I just, I don't want anybody to just take this lightly. It is, uh, and I know Cleveland and Pittsburgh fans, you know, I mean, I know, but come on, you just gotta, you just gotta get with this team. They, wow, something yeah. special. But I want to straight, I want to reemphasize my point I said earlier. This is not a, uh, it caught in the bottle year. Joe said something, and you know, you need to listen to Joe. He, he said, get used to it. Wow. Yeah. He's right. Yep. Get used to this. Yep. At 25 years old, really almost just about one year in the league, he's saying, get used to it. And it's not in a, as in an arrogant statement. It's no, a no, confident no, no, no. statement. He's just saying, get used to it. Yeah. This is, the, this is what we want you to be used to. Did you hear him say after the game, I'm tired of the underdog Absolutely. Narrative. Absolutely. He said, I'm tired of that narrative. Yeah. You use that narrative. From yeah. commun- I said, this boy should be a communication studies major. I'm or, tired of that yeah. narrative. Or a CEO. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. He's used to it, baby. He'll make a That's, great CEO uh, somewhere someday. Well, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Favorite number, number nine, and I never was a Jersey fan. <laughs> this spring, I'm getting me a Joe Burrow jersey, <laughs> and I'm going to wear it as often as I feel Yeah, like. man. I had mine on for the game Saturday. Well, you guys brought up warm. something I want to ask buddy. about. What like, was get, what I'm was his? Hello, sign mine, buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, both of you listen for a minute. Yes, sir. Sorry. What was his <laughs> academic major? Ooh, he got a master's too. Okay, but what was it in? I don't know, but he got a master's as well. I don't know. Okay. We got to figure up, that Scott. out. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm on it right now. I don't know what his degrees were in, but he got one at Ohio State, yeah. and he got one at LSU. Okay. Find it out, Scott. And let us know. But thanks, Dave, for this time. I'm just elated. It doesn't show at all. I. I, <laughs> I just want the town. Cincinnati, you owe us big time. <laughs> you, you owe Athens big time, buddy. You better love us for the rest of your life because we uh, – listen to me talking about you owe, you owe the Burrow family big time. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. We'll see you right, Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll be over. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have my jersey on too. There you, there you go, go brother. <laughs> he graduated from Ohio State. 
in three years with a degree in consumer and family financial services. Huh. Okay. He's a smart kid now. I'm see uh, what uh, LSU said or what he graduated from LSU. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow now has a master's degree. Yes, he does. And if I can add something else that uh, Joe said after the game, too, is that uh, he he was just Joe Cool again. He doesn't get shaken. And he said, I knew that we had a chance. We, we had to uh, get the ball back, and defense did a great job getting the ball back for us. So he was giving props uh, to the defense, too. And uh, some of the panelists on the NFL show, um, they compared somebody, I forget who it was now, compared Joe Burrow to Joe Namath already. And Bill Cower, the former coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers who won Super Bowls with Pittsburgh, said that Joe Burrow is the most cool, calm, and collected quarterback no matter what the situation is of any person he has ever seen. And he has coached a lot of great ones. Let's go to our phones again. Okay. Good morning. New day every day. Hey. Oh, tickety-poo. Tickety-poo, <laughs> indeed, Don. You know, there's Terry Bradshaw that told him as Joe Namath. Yes, that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite and a compliment. And, you know, that's the first game this year that – He'd been sacked so many times that they won. Every time he's been sacked multiple times, they've lost. Oh, yeah. Set a record. Yeah. Nine sacks, and they still won the game. Oh, he got beat up. He got hit. Hit pitiful. 15, 16, 17 times. Yeah. Maybe more. And you notice that all three of those games, the earlier games, were won by field goals? Yeah. Until the last game last night. Yep. I'm telling you. Something else, man. Those were exciting games. Oh, he's put Athens on the map. You got that right. And then some. And I've had some Browns fans say, well, I guess we'll be we'll root for the Steelers, for the Brown, for the Bengals since they're in the playoffs. <laughs> they should have rooted for them all year. And they looked at me funny. But, you know, it's like Browns fans are loyal. It don't matter what kind of season, you hear him walking down Court Street hollering, let's go Brownies. And they just got their sales beat good, but they're still proud of the Browns. And I've been a Bengals fan since 1969. Yep. Yeah, they are. They are pretty hardcore. They are very true to their team. Yeah, they are. I just hope Bengals fans do the same. I think you're going to see that change very quickly if it hasn't already Don, yes sir um i'm short on time and i want to get dad's commentary in here go ahead and wrap it up for us bingles all the way there you go that's what i'm saying too if if they beat the chiefs i think they will win i do too but i heard one of the commentators say that the nfl does not want the bingles they didn't want the Bills because the fan base is not that productive. Yeah. Isn't that pitiful? That's a shame. I got the Bengals and 49ers in the Super Bowl. Well, 
49ers beat them this year, but I, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. Yeah, they ain't going to do it again. Bengals are going to win it all. Go Bengals. I'm looking for it. All righty. Have a great day. Bye. See Likewise. you, Take care now. We are 970 WETH. It's uh, always a pleasure to. Friends, some years ago, I helped a Mr. Hitch in the Oklahoma Panhandle build a radio station. Their town of Guymon was the center of the Dust Bowl. I asked Mr. Hitch how he wanted the station programmed. Oh, I don't know, he said. Just, just make the people feel good. I said, Mr. Hitch, how much land do you own? Well, he said, I have a right good spread here. I said, Mr. Hitch, I think you have a lot of land, and you're building this station for public relations. Well, he said, I own 32,000 acres. Then he told me the whole story. When the Dust Bowl hit his area, the Okies packed up to go to California and Oregon. Mr. Hitch decided he'd stay. He offered 10 cents on the dollar to those who wanted to leave. He said he had four bushel baskets of deeds and mortgages. He had enough money to give each family enough for gas and oil and some food. He learned to keep the land cultivated to keep it from blowing away. Conditions changed. Mr. Hitch prospered. He helped to get an Oklahoma law passed that required every rancher to cultivate his land or the county would have it done and charge it against the land. So far, they have not had another dust bowl. Mr. Hitch has passed on. His son, Lad Hitch, whom I worked with, he, uh, the Lad took over. Not long ago, I noticed in Broadcasting Magazine that Lad had sold the station to the young man that I hired as manager. Just thought you'd like to know. All right, the Fred Palmer commentary from years ago. I heard a story, I think, this morning about Heidelberg University, um, which is where both um, my stepson Paul and my son Nick um, attended. And I, I don't, it sounded like there was something wrong up there or something bad had happened. Um, Scott, what, what, what about Heidelberg? Wrong, Heidelberg. It was in Germany. Oh, where there was okay. a uh, lone gunman involved in a shooting. Okay, well then, there near Heidelberg University. I get it. In Germany. Okay, well, it scared me a little bit. Um, let's see here. We've got, um, you know, the stock market's done some weird things lately. We've got a story out of the New York Times that says some members of Congress have strangely good timing when it comes to stock investments. It would appear that uh, they had some inside information and they sold some stock at the right times and um, did so very profitably. And um, but we don't have really time to get into this story, but it just um, it smells a little bit, if you know what I mean. Um, maybe maybe tomorrow we'll have the opportunity. What other stories are going on? Um. There's a story about light bulbs for crying out loud. Um, 
you know, we've had so much uh, improvement in light bulbs, they say. I don't particularly like LED, LED bulbs, but anyway, now there's also some that are inefficient. And um, but people like the way they look, so they're using them. Interesting. I guess we'll just uh, put this whole stack aside here. We'll try to get some guests lined up for this week, too. Um, Scott brought in a story that we've had it here a week or two. It says the best and worst states to drive in. Okay, so just to drive. Drive a car, right? Uh, where do you think Ohio Falls? Right in the middle. Well, not the upper half, actually. They're saying we're not too bad. We're 13th. They say Kentucky is 12th, West Virginia 21st. Um, just for kicks, Wyoming 41st. And another state that I love, Hawaii, dead last. Interesting. Well... We have uh, just a few seconds remaining. Um, Anything you're happy about this weekend? Um, 20 seconds? I was going to mention Bobcat basketball. I was not happy about that, but uh, they've got a game tomorrow night so they can rebound against the Huskies of Northern Illinois in the Convocation Center. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We missed a, a home game over the weekend, I think. Friday, yeah. Happy about the Bengals, though. Ecstatic about that. But we'll uh, be at the combo tomorrow night. Be careful out there, folks, and um, enjoy the In temperature. our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. There are new signs of imminent conflict between Russia and Ukraine. The State Department has ordered the families of American diplomats to leave the country, and President Biden is considering new military deployments to the region. CBS News military consultant Jeff McCausland. It will be somewhere between one to 5,000 additional troops, but that number could increase dramatically over time. Focus appears to be air defense forces, engineers, artillery, and perhaps logistics. Correspondent Holly Williams is in Kyiv. On the other side of this frontier are around 100,000 Russian troops. And to the west, Russian fighter jets and missile systems are moving into place in Belarus for what Russia says are military exercises. <laughs> Nina Belaya lives in the nearest village, potentially in the firing line if there's any kind of Russian incursion. She showed us her cellar where she stores food for the winter. You can take shelter down here if the, if the Russians invade. There's a warning to U.S. citizens in Dubai, reporter Dale Gavlak. The U.S. Embassy in the United Arab Emirates is advising Americans there to maintain a high level of security awareness following an interception of two ballistic missiles fired by Yemen's Houthi rebels targeting the Emirati capital, Abu Dhabi, earlier today. No casualties were reported, but it's the 